After an accident, minutes matter. Your words and actions matter even more. You need help, and you need it now. This is David vs. Goliath, brought to you by Dolman Law Group Accident Injury Lawyers, a boutique firm with a reputation for going head-to-head -head with the insurance company giants and putting people over profits. Thanks for joining us. This is an episode from our back catalog, so the episode numbers and firm name may have changed. But this is quality information, so instead of scrapping them, we decided it was more important to make sure you still had access. Enjoy the episode, and listen to new episodes of David vs. Goliath at dolmanlaw.com. Welcome to another episode of the Sidley Dolman Guy podcast. This is going to be a unique episode, so my partner in crime, Stan Guy, He's a partner here at the office, and he's a board-certified civil trial lawyer, which is a bit rare for attorneys, and we're going to get into that. But what I want to do is kind of interview you and discuss with the listeners out there so they can hear, what is trial like? You know, I get a lot of cases that come in, and the clients ask, is this case going to go to court? Do I have to worry about this case going to trial? And I don't think they realize how rare trials are, and that you try a disproportionate amount of cases because a lot of our cases come to us from other lawyers. But let's take a look at how rare are these cases and what does it mean to be board certified? Well, first of all, you kind of hit one thing on that board certification, okay? Um, yeah. in, in this area, especially, you can see a lot of attorney advertising, mm -hmm. okay? You see some smokes, mirrors, cards, phone. You, you, you see all different kinds of ads, okay? I can promise you, if the attorney that's on that ad isn't telling you he's board certified, he's not. Because yeah. that is the one badge we wear with some... Which is why I love Jack Gordon's commercials. Another a really, really, really good trial lawyer in the Tampa Bay. He's not about flash. He's a real trial lawyer. And it's filmed like almost in black and white. And yes. just sitting there with a, with a light on the stage. And it's just Jack explaining, is your lawyer board certified? They know how to try an actual case. And that... It, it shocks me that we, we get into this and you can look out there. There are people... With 20, 30, 40 billboards, commercials, things like that, never tried a case. Yeah. Okay. And and from looking at their ads, their clients would be shocked because they think, hey, I see this ad. This I'm going to get that courtroom bulldog. You know, the one that everyone's waiting on the courthouse steps, throwing cards at them when they walk out. Well, you know, I want that guy. I see it on TV. Well, the Florida bar regulates attorney. Okay. Mm -hmm. And they're the ones who say, all right. If you want to say you're a specialist, you want to say you're an expert, we will give you a way to do that. We'll give you a way to become board certified as a civil trial specialist. It's a rigorous process. It's not something that's simple. It's a very rigorous process, okay? And it's so rigorous that less than 5% of the attorneys doing this work are actually board certified. In different disciplines, and less than 2% are board certified as civil trial lawyers. Correct. 1.3% like one, 1 if I remember Correct. Now, so you, you look at it for all of those billboards, all those ads, all those everything. Most of those people aren't certified. It's just, aren't legally allowed to tell you they're an expert in civil trial. A lot of those people aren't certified, and many of them haven't even tried a case at all. Yeah, they've never taken one case to jury, and I've tried a number of cases. I've never been board certified. I'm not at the level that Stan is. I can work a case from soup to nuts. I'm a litigator, but Stan, you know, it's a unique uh, skill set. It's a unique discipline, and uh, the Florida Bar has deemed you as an expert in that skill set. Yeah, what happens is you've got to get a certain number of case trials under your belt, both solo and second chair. Once you've got enough trials, you can then apply to take the test. And what second chair is, for those who don't understand, there's lead counsel. That's a lead trial attorney who's doing the majority of the trial work. And there's sometimes a second and third chair. Those are other lawyers 
who are assisting that lead attorney. Sometimes these cases take more than a week. Sometimes it's voluminous experts that are involved and you, you cut off some of the work so that you can get some assistance on that. Exactly. So sometimes you have more than one attorney involved, but you need a certain number of trials. The next thing you need is you get to take the test and they also have to interview attorneys you've tried cases against. And a judge. And a judge. Part out, the judge has to say you're in good standing and an expert as a trial lawyer that you've shown, you demonstrate a certain skill set. Yeah, basically the people again, that you've tried cases against and in front of have to say, yeah, he knows what he's doing. He mm-hmm. is a legit good trial attorney. Then you have to take the exam, pass that, have the number of the, the correct number of trials under your belt. And at that point in time, you can call yourself a board certified specialist in the state of Florida. So I can do that now. I've, I've jumped through all the hoops. But. Which makes it rare. And I'll tell you, but most consumers coming to an attorney don't realize that there's a difference, that there's a certification. And every consumer that comes to an injury attorney, I can promise you, when they walk through that injury attorney's door, when they're handing, putting their faith in that attorney, when they're expecting that attorney to, to take their one shot to get them compensation, they're assuming their attorney is just as qualified as every other attorney out there. They're assuming they've got one of those specialists. And that's what makes it very scary. You know, there is a difference between having a bite and having a bark with no bite behind it. If you don't try enough cases or you don't have a history of actually trying cases as a law firm or as an individual lawyer, the insurance company does not see it as a major risk. In- insurance is just risk management. It's risk assessment. Right. Now, there's a risk inherent in the fact that you could be the world's worst trial lawyer, which clearly you're not, but the world's worst trial lawyer is still scarier to the insurance company than someone who's never, ever tried a case and will not try the case based on the fact that the insurance company hates to do one thing, which is spend money. You make them take the case all the way to the mat, all the way to trial, they got to hire experts, they have to spend money on demonstrative aids, as well as a trial lawyer that they're hiring to go litigate the case. Matt, this is the same thing that was happening in third grade, but we didn't realize it, okay? There's been bullies everywhere. Yeah. Okay. Once you get to your adult life, the insurance companies are the bullies. Mm-hmm. They and it's not a physical bully; it's a financial bully. Because when we're talking about claims, it's all about finances. They are the financial bully in the room. Correct. And just like third grade, that bully is going to pick on the kid who never punches him. Mm-hmm. Just like it, it's still the exact same thing. Those insurance companies are going to financially pick on the people who never punch them. They never have to pay when they mess with these people because they never try the cases. Even if you lose to a bully when you're younger, they still realize you're willing to fight back and they're picking on the individual who's not going to do anything at all. And that's how the insurance companies are. They're not going to pick on the lawyer as much. Now, we still are going to receive our poor offers. Insurance companies are still going to act unreasonable to to everyone. You know, even the best trial lawyer can only try so many cases in a given year. If insurance companies did the right thing, neither of us would have a job. But having said that though, The offers to lawyers who try cases, to law firms that have a history of trying cases, it's not, it's disproportionate to the lawyers who do not. It's commensurate with your skills. It's commensurate with your qualifications. It's commensurate with your track record of taking cases to the match. It it absolutely is because at some point in time and every case, there, there will be an end point where the insurance company has offered as much as they're going to offer. Correct. Okay. And then, and that insurance company, when they're looking at it, they're not looking at it based on this poor person. What do they deserve? They're looking at it on an actuarial standpoint. What are the possible outcomes? Okay. What, what am I likely to have to pay a lot more? Okay. And if they know they're not going to, first, that offer isn't their highest offer. Correct. Because 
they you, they want to save their money. There's no reason to spend all that money if they can get you out of the water cheaper. Correct. And at the end of the day, when you're getting con- when you're getting consulted from your attorney, and and I've had clients say this from cases that we've picked up recently, even like call me and say, "Man, I couldn't figure out why the attorney was telling me this. It didn't even seem right." And you're going, it's because your attorney's scared of your claim. Yeah, scared of taking it to the mat. That's yeah, the attorney. They're not confident in their case. Yeah, they're scared of the claim, and it's not necessarily confident in the case. They're not confident in themselves. Correct. They're not. It's not the case. It's they're not confident in their own ability to get in front of a jury, try this case, and show a jury what it's worth. Because you know what? No matter what you do in front of a jury, you may lose. Okay, it's like sure. anything else. You're not going to win every case you try by any. And means. we're not cowboys. We're not taking case to trial unless. It's almost a last resort. Yeah, you, oh, the best case is the one you can get settled quickly and fairly for your client. That is the best case, okay? If I can, if my client can come through the door and in a month, I can turn around and put a check in their pocket that fairly compensates them for what happened. That's the absolute best case. Doesn't happen most of the time, though. Yeah. because The cases we're trying are usually the most complicated. Um, there's a question of who is liable in the accident or is a real question about damages. And we see completely different than the insurance company. They're going to see it as maybe a pre-existing injury that was not re- truly exacerbated or aggravated by this accident. Or um, there's been recommendations for future medical care that the insurance company does not see. And they're going to have an expert that comes in and says it's not necessary. Absolutely. Uh, I would say one of the main driving catalysts for trials right now, the accident happened less than 15 miles an hour. Yeah. Okay. That's all the insurance company knows. That's all they're going to say. This is a low impact accident. I'm going to show the jury pictures of this property damage and convince them this person never could have been injured. Yep. Those are known as minor impact soft tissue cases, missed cases. And uh, insurance companies have specific units that try those cases over and over again. So it's lather, rinse, repeat. 70 80% of these cases end up in defense verdicts. They have the same formula they use over and over again. I mean, being a defense lawyer, and it's not taking a shot at defense lawyers, there's some very good ones out there. But it's a lot easier than being a plaintiff lawyer. You're, it, just, you're throwing mud at them. I'm telling you, it's. I go back to third grade, man. Back when we were in the sandbox, it's always been easier to tear it down than it was to build it. Correct. As plaintiff attorneys, we got to build the case. Okay, we got the burden of proof. We got to convince the jury we're right. The defense doesn't have to convince the jury we're, that they're right. The defense doesn't have to convince the jury even that we are wrong. All the defense has to do is get out there and say convince a jury that you're not quite sure that we're right because we carry the burden. Mm-hmm. And that's what they do. Let's make the water muddy. Mm-hmm. Let's do this. Let's make it questionable. Look, I know this was a small impact, but 10 years ago, this lady treated for back pain. And really what we're dealing with is a, is a reemergence of the 10-year-old pain unrelated to the recent auto accident. Yeah, so it's unrelated. Un- the I can't tell you, okay, I'm in almost every CME case we're getting right now, okay, it's a sprain-strain type of injury where a reasonable course of treatment would be three to four months of soft tissue treatment. Beyond that, there's no reason for additional treatment and any treatment pain or otherwise uh, related information is unrelated to the accident at issue. Sure. See over and over again. Yeah. It's the same tried and true formula and they hire the same experts will say the same things. And if they didn't, they wouldn't be hired by the insurance company. So let's take it through stage by stage. What happens? Someone comes into the office. Okay. We get, get them to doctors. We get them set up. We document what's wrong. And once we get all that done, we do what's known as send a demand to the insurance company. We believe this case is worth a lot of money. Please give us a lot of money for it. 
We send out that demand and the insurance company either says yes or no or comes back with an offer. I can promise you when they're looking at that offer, when that very first stage, they're looking at the, the nature of the impact, the nature of the client. Look, is this a client with 20 felonies in the past? Mm-hmm. Okay. And they're looking at the nature of any potential pre-existing injuries. And they're looking at who the lawyer is. Well, that's it. Okay. That's the other thing. They're looking at who's sending it because they put together the story, okay, with the pre-existing injuries, all of this, and they go, you know, they've either got a bad claim, an okay claim, or a good claim. And then they look and go, yeah, but who's the attorney on it? Yeah, they're going to look at the track record of that attorney. Does the attorney have a history of leaving money on the table? Do they aggressively litigate their cases? Are they capable? Do they have the... uh the app to take a case to trial on the financial resources, and they're going to plug in a tax ID number for the law firm as well. And what is their history? And they're likely to go, okay, so let's tell, say we do tell this guy to pound sand, what's going to happen? What is the risk? Yeah. What's, what's, what's the worst case scenario? What's our downside? And that's where the attorney matters. Because if your attorney's never punched them, if your attorney doesn't sue them, there is no downside. Or if they sue them but never are willing to try the case, but, and just take it to mediation. That's a good point because that's the next step. So let's say you get to you, you send out your demand, uh, you don't you get an offer back, it's it's not a good offer, and you have to go to lawsuit. Okay, that doesn't mean going to court. Okay. Yeah. Just because your attorney files a lawsuit doesn't mean he's willing to go to court. Yeah. A lot of cases get filed. Now I would say probably for every 50 lawsuits we file, we may get one trial. Yeah, we, we file tons of lawsuits. We, we litigate. We have a very active litigation practice, but very few of these cases go to trial. Absolutely. But, you know, that's the next stage is filing the lawsuit, going into litigation. That's where you start the path towards trial. And that's where sort of the rubber meets the road. Okay, we got to start spending more money. We got to retain experts. We got to do all this stuff. And as a consumer, you don't see that side of it. Okay, as a consumer, what you're going to see is here's the offer and here's what I think my case is worth. Okay, you, the attorney's probably not going to tell you, I'm a little scared of this insurance company and don't want to try it. So why don't you take that money? He's going to come up with some different explanation. Yeah, excuses. It's gonna, But it's not going to be that he doesn't want to take it to court. He's not no, going to say that. But excuses only serve the individual making them. And a lot of times it's uh, very self-serving and they're leaving money on the table. Remember, we're not cowboys, so we're not just going to try a case where a client has serious financial exposure and the juice isn't worth the squeeze. In other words, if our client's collectible and the offer is not so grossly disproportionate to reality, we might have a different consideration. And if our client is not collectible, they don't have the ability to ever pay anything out. Um, they don't mind taking the risk that we have explained to them, and there's uh, real damage to go after. Yeah. You know, our clients, when they come through the door... Most of them are just looking to be fairly compensated as quickly as possible. Correct. And we try to do that. You know, it's it, we, we try to do it as best we can, as quick as we can, because nothing makes me happier than seeing a client be able to get the money quick, go on with their life. Because, you know, all right, you get an accident, you lose your job, you have all this stuff going on. Well, if you go to go to trial, we got to take it to court. It's going to be a couple of years before you get that money. Correct. Okay. Who's paying your bills in the meantime? Who's doing all this stuff? I mean, we do it. People, you know, have to do it. But man, how much better off would it be for that person if three months after their accident, we could put a check in their pocket? They're not suffering for two years while they wait it out. Exactly. Okay. And that's the difference when you have a board certified civil trial attorney. You don't always have to push it out two years. You don't have to drag it out that far because the attorney has the, the insurance company seen it thinking, we know these guys will do it. And we can't make any uh, guarantees. Uh, every case is different. 
Every case has its own criteria. What I can assure you is if you look at hundreds of cases, you take a, a large sample size, the offers are going to be better with a law firm that has a history of litigating cases with a lawyer that has a history of trying cases. Absolutely. And and just so you know, the bar makes it illegal for us to say that we are better than another attorney. So you won't hear us say we are better. Uh, and it's also illegal for us to promise any specific result. Cool. If those things weren't illegal, we probably would be able to say a lot more and probably would say more, but we can't. Our hands are tied. I'll just leave it to you. You got to be careful in the lawyer or law firm you pick, and you want to pick a firm and a lawyer or lawyers that have a history and a track record of litigating cases successfully before the local courts. And I will tell you, okay, even if you've made a decision, you've gone with an attorney that's not board certified and you think it may be time to switch, you can always do that. You can always call us for a consultation. If you're worried that you may not have an attorney that's board certified or you feel like the attorney you got just doesn't want to take the case to trial, dragging the feet, doesn't want to be aggressive with us, look, feel free. Give us a call. We'll do a consult. We can't give you legal advice when you're represented by someone else, but we can give you a consult about the claim. A lot of times people may find after a consult that the attorney they've got is kind of doing the same thing most all attorneys would do. They just didn't understand why. We've done that many times. We send a case back to the attorney and say there's nothing wrong with what they're doing. Yeah, absolutely. So you can consult with us at any time. Board certified civil trial attorney. There's not a lot of us sitting around, but we're at your disposal. Should you need us for anything at any time? Yep. If you need to get a hold of us, phone number is 83355 Crash 24 7. You could always drop us a line. You can email me at Matt, M A T T, at dolmanlaw.com. D like in David, O L M A N law.com. And that's also our website, dolmanlaw.com. It's been another outstanding episode with you, Stan, of the Sibley Dolman Guide podcast. Thank you very much and have a blessed day. Always enjoy it. Yes, sir. This episode of David versus Goliath is over, but your journey is just getting started. To share your story with us, visit dolmanlaw.com. That's D-O-L-M-A-N law.com or call 866-965-6242. The insights and views presented in David versus Goliath are for general information purposes only and should not be taken as legal advice for any individual case or situation. The information presented is not a substitute for consulting with an attorney, nor does tuning into this podcast constitute an attorney-client relationship of any kind. Any case result information provided on any portion of this podcast should not be understood as a promise of any particular result in a future case. Dolman Law Group. Big firm results. Small firm personal attention. 